On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diegos. Release, Ingham in behind. Thompson on the edge of the area. Johnny What a story! Oh, he's starting to move for the victory. Just when it looked like they were being opened up at the other end. A swift counter-attack and Johnny Ingham has the opener. Here's Elkerson. Doesn't have to worry about that. Whips it across the face. Oh, that's clinical. The top Chinese scorer in the Chinese Super League the last three years. Deadly at the back post, but how good's the ball from Elkerson? Geria making a run. He's already got the better of the fullback ones. It breaks for Barisha. Oh, what's the decision? Penalty! A spot kick for the victory. Vincent Barisha on the big stage. Looking pretty cool. Buries it. And the victory back in front. Can they hold on now for the last 20? G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diego's here in 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport. There you have it with thanks to Fox Sports. All the goals from tonight's Asian Champions League game where Melbourne victory defeated Shanghai SIPG. Sipig. 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 2-1 at Amy Park. Um, in front of 10-odd thousand people, Jay Ying and Barisha scored for the victory. And Wu Lei, clinically, uh, as Speedy said, then um, scored for China. Welcome, Rodrigo here. And Vinny Venezuela is in the house as well. G'day, Rodrigo. Just, uh, just indulge me. Bessie, you're a bit of a hog, but I love you when you take a pen like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he doesn't, uh, doesn't look like missing. Uh, you're happy tonight, aren't you, Warren? Happy welcome for, back. Happy for yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. Thanks for the welcome, Rodrigo. No I'm sure you missed me last week. Yes. Uh, you know, I found myself doing something for the first time tonight ever. Jeez. Oh, which is pretty late in life to be doing things for the oh, first time. <laughs> I almost was barracking for the victory tonight. Oh, no, no, I was I actually. You were. No, I yes, was good because they were worthy of being supported tonight. There are other times where they've been completely unworthy, but tonight they were worthy because. Hmm. For one of the few times in their history, they're suddenly David and the Shanghai International Ports Group, which is an interesting <laughs> name for a team. Nice one. nice one. They were the Goliath. Yes, they were. And um, victory showed that you can bring them down with, you know, a little bit of, you know, a fairy tale from a player who, you know, was playing for Hume City. And That's that was uh, Warren's rant. G'day. Oh, yeah. um, Actually, uh, I've got a rant coming up, maybe, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, yeah not we'll, sure. we'll see. Anyway, Carlos, you're here too. Waffle. How are you there, Rodrigo? And uh, for the listeners out there, and, and Warren covers it up pretty well after 23 years on radio. Mm. He's miserable right now. He's been miserable <laughs> since he's, we've walked in. Mm. He hates the fact that victory dug, dug deep, deep. Grit. Three million, three True million grit, dollar, yeah, three million True dollar grit. budget, or two point whatever, two point five million dollar budget compared to a fifty million dollar budget, mm. uh, of which twenty five million of that goes to Asamoah Gyan <laughs> and the rest. Uh, apparently, fifty million is shared. Actually, it's a million dollars a week shared amongst Guyan, Elkerson, and Conker. Mm. Three guys get paid a million dollars a week in China. I tell you, one, one of those guys absolutely looked like he. Uh, 
he deserved it. And that's Conker. Reese Conker. Yeah, <laughs> you Reece. said it. You said it. Yes, yeah, he's a distant cousin, Carlos. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've got a big show for you tonight. Uh, 0433981116, if you want to send us a text message. What is the hotline tonight, Vinny? Uh, it's uh, How Sweet is Victory Hotline tonight. So just ring in, tell us, share the love, what you loved about Victory, what, what you loved about the game, whose performance was a standout, what uh, what just tickled your fancy. Because yeah, it was a huge game. 9429-1116. The Victory is Sweet hotline. We'd love to take your calls tonight. Let's treat it like a final whistle. We're here for that tonight. Yeah. 9429-1116. Warren from Theo in Hampton. Welcome aboard, Warren. The victory won't let you down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you yeah. go. This wasn't. Surely we can talk about we can talk about Melbourne City's performance <laughs> on the weekend, well, can't we? At some stage, no, we Please. absolutely can. We've got a big, big no, and we'll try and get because victory are at risk of falling completely out of the top six. Not after tonight. That's that's re that's revitalized their their season. <laughs> yes, they, they they absolutely dug deep tonight, and they were fantastic. They and it was just I've got to say that was probably out of all the Asian Champions League games I've seen, that was probably the most enthralling for me. That mm. game, it really did. I mean, it was it's a team obviously that's underdone the Chinese team, but they had some great players. But victory really did the homework on them. I thought they were terrific. I thought they were. Let, let's get into the Q&A, boys, because uh, it's, it's uh, what we need to do and put some structure to this now. Yeah. 12 past 11. <laughs> yes, it is uh, Rodrigo's Q&A uh, tonight. Uh, very, very proudly Rodrigo's Q&A. I've decided to own it, boys. Yep. Hey, um, 9429-1116, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 9429-1116, victory is sweet. Hotline. So we've had Warren's thoughts about the game. Carlos, overall, from your perspective, victory put in a good shift tonight against a fantastic team. Yeah, and a, a few blokes, uh, obviously there's a lot of question marks over whether they picked the right foreigners. Uh, wow. They've dropped Finkler and also Ben Kalfalar. But I thought the, the guys that uh, that they did pick in, uh, in Berisha... And um, and Del Piero, fantastic. Little Barbarossa. So I was going through and saying, who's got the tick? Who's got the, the cross? And just as I was putting a cross down, Barbarossa earned the penalty, yeah. and he did a couple of nice things after that. So I think in the end, uh, Kevin Musket made some a big, some some courageous decisions as far as his selections are concerned. But uh, but and, and you know, the other one, I mean, you can go through the whole list, and I don't get a chance to go through yep. all the players. But I thought Archie Thompson in the in the number ten role tonight. I hadn't seen him play that role. I can't remember the last time you saw him play that role. And I was a bit sceptical that he could do it, but he was fantastic tonight. He came into it, didn't he? And then he's, yeah. he's, some of that you know, first touch yeah. passing was lovely tonight, Vinny. Yeah, look, I agree. I think uh, Victory were moving the ball around very sweetly when they did. Uh, and then obviously the Shanghai got got a bit more possession. But uh, I thought Gary was just mm. up for it. He was, he was fantastic. And... He doesn't. He he's still got a lot to learn and and a lot, you know a bit to grow. But he's just so dangerous when he runs up that flank. Absolutely. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It is the victory is sweet hotline. Let's go to David in Melton. Wants to talk about uh, victory, especially in the final ten minutes. G'day, David, and welcome to the victory is sweet hotline. Yeah. How are you guys? Very well. Yeah. Uh, just the last. Um, I mean, throughout the game, the defending um, was was terrific. Uh, although a bit, a bit scrappy at times, an uh, easy goal from um, Georgetsky. He could have got that and put it away, but, um, you know, let that one slip through. But the last 10 minutes, they dug deep and we got a win. I'm actually on the way home now. I've got my son in the car and he's almost about to crash it. So, no, <laughs> it was worth it. He got a signed ball from, um, from Ingham. 
Uh, we've got a photo with Geary. I say he's absolutely over the moon. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, the signing, of, you know, who was going to play in the Asian Champions League amongst the, the three Visa players, I think Del Pierre really justified mm. his selection. I think um, Georgeski wasn't necessarily going to start. There was a... Galloway was yeah, ill. There yeah. was an, a late... And he does some good things, Georgeski, but then he seems to have these moments, laps of concentration. He just lost... Um, he lost the, the Shanghai player just behind him and, and led Wu to Li. that guy. Wu Li, yes. Um, sorry, I'm not as au fait with the Japanese, uh, Chinese You don't even eat Chinese food, so no, I don't no, expect you to know what you're Au fait plays yeah. for Guangzhou. Yeah. Guangzhou Evergrande. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were they playing tonight? Yeah. Or is that tomorrow yeah. night? Yeah. Oh, no. Look, but overall, I mean, it was good to see, it was good to see a, a fight from the victory. And they really got... And, you know, they, they became more dangerous late in the game because the Chinese team was pressing, particularly getting that goal, because they were unfortunate not to score immediately before they conceded the goal. And I think there would have been more chances. I mean, um, Connor Payne had a chance late in the game. So victory's defence was good. I thought, um, for me, Oli Bazanic probably played his best game for the victory from early in the season. And he was a real workhorse. And Lee Broxman, I think he's played 23 out of the 26 Champions yeah. League games for Melbourne Victory, and he was really good. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go away from home against those type of teams because um, you're going to imagine Shanghai are going to have a point to prove when they play Victory at home. But it was a great performance. I, you know, I really... You know what? I, I was quite excited about watching the game tonight and, and, and the real contest and the fact that they had some real class. And, you know, the Conquer, uh, um, Elkerson, the Elkerson uh, even though Guyane wasn't that good tonight, but they had some really big, big names playing for them. And though if they were if they were a bit more match fit, they probably would have taken over that game. But they, the victory players did really well to suffocate them and then go on the attack themselves at different times and cause them trouble. But what I love about this whole thing is people are talking about China at the moment with the amount of money they're spending in the game. If they keep on spending, this is sustainable for them over the next 10 years. China could be one of the top leagues in the world because they'll be buying all the best players that aren't going to be playing in England or Italy or Germany or and, and even some of the best players who might choose in the latter part of their career to leave those leagues and go to China. So China could, in the next 10, 15 years, be one of the best leagues in the world in our region playing, right. playing in the Asian Champions League. Yep. That means our, our kids, our, our A-League kiddies, will be up against some of the best players mm. going around in the Asian Champions League. That's got to improve the whole region, doesn't it? Well, hopefully, hopefully it yeah. improves... Um, people's acceptance of the Asian mm. Champions League here because they had about 10,000 here tonight. It was great. There was a lot of noise. Um, but you look at the Urua Red Diamonds who are 2-0 in front of uh, Sydney FC at the moment. And, and there's a few gaps in that crowd as well. But um, It's but, a know, big stadium. It's though. a big stadium. Saitama, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, they certainly get uh, a lot more supporting this. But uh, yeah, I think uh, the way Victory played today, I, I, I think a lot of their supporters will, will like what they saw. Mm. Well, with the Chinese Super League, if they go to the next level, which is... If they actually pull off a coup of getting a guy like Wayne Rooney out of the back end of a contract at Manchester United, and you think the timing might be perfect. If Louis van Gaal goes, which is almost certain, and a new manager comes in, if they could tempt a guy like Wayne Rooney... He well, won't be tempted, but let me give you this scenario. If China opened up the checkbook before Stevie Gerrard went to the MLS, would he have gone to China instead for double the money? Yeah, they would have. They would have. They would have paid. If they're paying seventy-five for Texera, 
the boy that didn't uh, 75 well, he, million. Liverpool were prepared to offer 23 million and they went to the asking price of 37 and a half yeah. million pounds. Yeah, that's right. So 75 million Australian, if they were prepared to pay that much money for a, a guy who hadn't even pl- it wasn't even playing in the top 3 leagues in the world. Yep. Uh, what would they have paid for Stevie Gerrard? It's a good point. And would he have gone? I mean, I I have no con- I mean, I have no concept of lifestyle for a player. I mean, you're taking less money and maybe living in Los Angeles is do you go for lifestyle or is China in the big cities such a cosmopolitan sort of feel now that players are going to be comfortable in the lifestyle? I think if that is the sense, yeah, they'll go there for a couple of years because the money is just better than they're going to get anywhere else in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen, give us a call. It is the victory is sweet hotline or uh zero four double three 98, 11, 16. Now, Musket has planned this next few months. Hope it goes well. That's Bernard in Croydon. Yeah, we were saying this ages ago. Kevin Musket was, was every opportunity he could have given any of the fringe players game time early in the season. He was doing it. He was doing it late last season because he knew what was coming up. Mm. Uh, Joy Egan came in tonight. Look, he scored the goal, looked at, looked a bit sharp early. Uh, of course, the pace of the game and the quality, I mean, it's a big jump from Hume City to... It's his first full game. Uh, I thought he was terrific. Uh, but there's still, you know, when you take Finkler out of that squad and also Ben Kalfalar, you're actually really at your limit. If you if you look at the, what was on the bench tonight, there was Connor Payne, there was Macaroonis, um, who else was on there? there a few others. But they, they weren't automatic selections for the first 11. So um, uh, you just don't want too many injuries right now. But... It was a gutsy performance, and they should be really heartened by that. I don't know how they're going to back up against Sydney this week, because you know they're not going to they're not going to sub all that squad. It's half of them are still going to be playing in Sydney, so that's going to be a really tough game. But Sydney's travelling back from Japan; they're getting their backside kicked at the moment, two nil, and they haven't played all that well, so they might not be in better in, in as good a shape either. I love the fact that it, that victory is, is a fit squad anyway, and and I think that in 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 not playing uh, FBK. And Finkler, it, it's all about just uh, those swift counter attacks, and and it's not, and and it takes creativity and and good good passing, and and it's exciting. And tonight was really exciting, and and I think that it might give Victory a bit of an edge while all the other teams are sort of getting to full fitness, and uh, and perhaps uh, one of Muskie's plans is to sort of strike while we're just that little bit fitter and, and get a bit of a he- yeah head start. It's a good plan. Um, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. The question in the Q and A. The next one: Who's who's Victory's best player? I might let uh, John from Werribee talk about that. G'day, John. Welcome to the Four Diego's uh, Victory Suite Hotline. Hi. Who, who do you think uh, was Victory's best player tonight? Easily Delphi. Yeah, right. What? What? Uh, what specifically? He was just—he was a rock, wasn't he? Is everything all right there? Yeah, I think we lost John yeah, there. Yeah, I think uh, we lost John. But, but at least he said uh, Del Pierre. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that was that very insightful there yeah. by John. Uh, very, very insightful. He rehearsed that clearly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Del Pierre tonight was fantastic. It was—it's amazing how he cuts the angles, Del Pierre, because he actually was out sprinted mm. once or twice but then realised that I can't go with this Wu Lee guy. I'm going to actually just cut the angles. And the amount of times he just was standing in the right spot, intercepted the ball, and then uh, was a springboard for attack. No wonder you know, Muskie decided to go with him. I think you need someone like him next to Ansel, 
while Ansel's still learning the game. So uh, I thought he was fantastic. There was that too. moment, I think, late in the second half where Garrier cut off a, mm. a pass and Garrier just still had stuff in the tank, which was great to see. Vinny, with Gary, I, know I saw your tweets, uh, you're loving Gary, and in the shop window football he was playing was unbelievable. But the thing about Gary, one thing, I, uh, he's, a, he's the ultimate athlete. Geria. He can jump, he can mm. run, he's actually not bad running with the ball at his feet. Every now and again, under pressure, he'll give the ball away, just turnovers. And he did that two or three times tonight. If he can, st- fix, he's only young, if he mm. can fix that part of his game, he's an automatic, for me, this is a big statement, he's an automatic 10-year socceroo. He's just got to fix that part of his game. He has come a long way in that area of his game, but as a defender, at, I mean, that Wu Lee was burning everyone off Every other defender off, but Jason uh, Jason Guerrier stayed with him and cleared it once or twice. So do you think he was the best race. player tonight? I, I thought he was up there with. The, yeah. uh, they, was, they had a number of great players tonight. Victory right now, as we speak, Guerrier is looking for a pen and paper to write that down. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I, look, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. There's a lot of talk about um, him being selected in one of the you know uh, next lot of Socceroo squads. If he can. Just fix that part of his game where he's just almost not giving the ball away. Like a, <clears throat> Alex Gerback, for example, never gives the ball away. He's got to be that sort of player, mm. and he'll go to the next level then. It's, the reality does hit, though, for Victory and Sydney. They play on Saturday night. If Perth happened to cause an upset against Western mm. Sydney Wanderers on Friday night, either Perth or Sydney, or either, either Victory or Sydney could be out of the top six. So in the midst of the celebration around the victory tonight, and it's a great celebration. The pressure on both these teams, where they've come into the Champions League in terms of their relative positions on the ladder with their performances recently, it is going to be a genuine test because I would say that the one thing that we don't have is the depth of squads. I mean, victory play, they're at home, they play on Saturday night, they get on the plane Sunday, Sydney are doing the opposite. Now, you can go into those games thinking, oh, well... We're coming off a Champions League game. A draw will be fine. But where they are positioned mm. on the ladder, draws aren't going to be fine. They're going to need to find a way of winning those games to guarantee that they're going to play finals this year. Can I say, after the victory named its squad, we all know Finkler and, and, and Fahid Benkalfala were a bit disgruntled. But I, I think that's that's the genius mm. of the selection because he's, he's leaving two gun players fresh for the big games for the A-League. And, and again, hopefully they will be swayed by by that decision in that light because I think that that is clever because you do risk having some of your key players spent. But two of them were always going to be missing out. They, yeah, so, that's right. Uh, but you, and the, the talk is that Finkler doesn't play well tired and he doesn't play well hurt. I mean, so you, so this idea – now, I tell you, he'd be bristling. The Brazilian a, would be bristling. Rule, Carlos. It's a silly rule. Oh, and they played so, – they, they played – they played – with that hangover last week. i got no doubt. In Adelaide, against the Adelaide team, they didn't deserve to lose victory. I'm not saying that. they, But I thought Finkler and Ben Kalfalar were well and truly off their game. Now, as to whether that improves once it's settled in and they understand the importance of their role coming out of the Champions League game, but the simple fact of the matter is within the A-League, Ben Kalfalar and Finkler are amongst the victory's most important players. Mm. And if they don't get back to that level... It won't matter the confidence victory get out of this out of these games because the Perths of the of the world and the Adelaides and that are sitting back just looking to take these guys scalps on the break and it could happen. Yeah, it's got to be it's it's got to be about 
the resilience of the player. Mm. And only the coaches and staff would know. And that's not denigrating Finkler or Ben Kalfala. Some people, and that's why I thought they were going to maybe not choose Del Pierre. Because I thought he'd be a guy that'd suffer playing Asia, then playing A-League. And they may actually rest Del Pierre. At the end of the game tonight, he was completely shot to pieces. He tends to look a bit. Spent he he after does. Games. He, he just. It was almost just just a relief. It was over in the end. But uh, he was fantastic. Now whether he can back up for the weekend, maybe they got some plans around that with Broxham maybe dropping in. You know, with Ansel next to him. Um, you know, it'd have to be preservation yeah. reasons. Yeah, they for have those to. Two they have to. Out. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, Melbourne Victory's uh, fantastic two-one uh, victory in the Asian Champions League against uh, Shanghai SIPG. And just uh, in case you don't know, Urua Red Diamonds defeated uh, Sydney FC two-nil uh, in the other game tonight. Let's take a break now. And come back with more of the Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Football is like a religion to me. I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty, but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the four Diegos. It was Asian Champions League night tonight. Uh, Melbourne Victory defeated Shanghai SIPG 2-1. Ingham and uh, Barisha scored for victory and Wu Lei scored for Shanghai at Amy Park in front of around 10,000 people. And uh, it's a fantastic game to watch. The hotline tonight, uh, Vinny Venezuela. Is victory is sweet. Yes, 9429-1116. They were certainly sweet tonight, uh, Vinny. And uh, let's go to Pete in Nidri. G'day, Peter. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. And once again, completely agree with your discussion prior to the break about the non-selection of Ben Kalfala. And I really have to commend Kevin Musket because you think I really did think about with the moment Ingham scored that goal, I thought about who did he replace on that left flank, Ben Kalfala, and I really questioned whether we, whether he rather would have had the pace, let alone that finish, to deliver that in an Asian Champions League match. That was the first thing that I did think of. And the second thing that I did think of was... Why does it take superior opposition to bring the best out of Melbourne of Melbourne Victory rather for the first time this season? They were just absolutely superb tonight. Yeah, they were, Pete, and I think they really did their homework on this team. And uh, and look, they they lost against Adelaide on the weekend. I think we've only had maybe twice this season. Warren will correct me. Uh, twice this season where Kevin Musk has come out and he said the performance was unacceptable. When he says that, he doesn't yell, he doesn't rant and rave in the media. He just says when he's unacceptable, he just cops it. And the players must feel really, really disappointed when he says that. Because he never, he hardly ever, ever shares that sort of a, a view in the media. So I think the Adelaide game really set him up for this game. And, they, and they've actually come out very, very strongly. The whole club has that they want to. Uh, do something special in the Asian Champion, Champion League this year. It's been a little bit ambivalent over the years. Even when Kevin Musket was playing, there were times when he just said, what are we playing this game? He didn't like it. He just hated it, right? But I think the club, as a club, has changed their attitude towards it completely. So this meant a lot to them tonight. And this will really test the resilience of champions. They've got, They've won this game tonight. They got the the you know the big blue on Saturday. They travel to Japan next week. Gamba Osaka are no slouches. They're they're very very good side over there. And then they got well Central Coast Mariners on the end of that. But if they're completely out of petrol tickets by that game, that could be a danger game too. So um, yeah, uh, Pete, I think you're really pretty good about that. Look, if if they could play Ben Kalfala 
if they had the four and five foreigners allowed, you'd play him before Jai Igam. You would. It's just that they had to pick two that couldn't play. And I think in the end, everyone agrees that they're probably the two that are more valuable for the A-League were the ones that were left behind. The brand of football they played tonight is a little bit different from the A-League stuff that they play because, for me, they, they tend to dribble it all in. And, and Kalfal is a, a guy who likes to take players on and get it really close to the action, whereas tonight it was the, 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 the swift breaks and counter-attacks. Yeah, but the team would have been better with Ben Kalfalar in it tonight. It's always going to be yeah, that's what I'm strong saying. with Ben Kalfalar, yeah. but I think yeah. it, I think stylistically they're, they're a little bit different they're, tonight, the yeah. way they played. Because Joe Egan scored his goal and was sharp early, but really by the end of the game, he was just completely out of the game by the end of it. I mean, he, didn't, he, did, he joined in every now and again, but he wasn't certainly a match winner for the team. That's true, mm. but it, it mm. also gets down to the quality of, of the possession you're getting. That when when they, he was fading out, I think uh, Shanghai were, were had the ascendancy as well. Yep. So it was, was getting harder for us to yeah. to stay in the game. So the fact that we just maintained the rage, yep. I think, is commendable. Thanks for your call there, Peter. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. The victory is sweet hotline. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, at the moment, victory uh, sit on top of the. Uh, <laughs> the, the group table and three points because and um, Gamba Osaka drew tonight. And, Did they? Uh, yeah, Shanghai sit there on the bottom. Don't know how long that'll last, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Let's move back to the. What about that penalty? What about that penalty? Yes, uh, was it? Was it Naked a penalty? Eye, Do you think it was a penalty? In one? real time, it looked a penalty, but yep. slowed it slow it down. It probably was maybe just outside the box, but to well, you weren't certain. in real time. It was no, a penalty. The thing is. You know, even with the replay, they had to see it three or four times and Robbie Slater and Brendan Speed still didn't agree, mm. right? Now, if that's, if that's the case, you've got to give the penalty. You've got to give it. If you can't even work it out categorically when you watch the, you know, the super slow-mo replay 20 times, you've got to give the penalty. You have to give it. And, uh, and I think it was a good decision yeah, in the end. To the naked eye, to me, it looked like a, a penalty. And yeah. uh, well taken by Barisha. What about, let's, let's just touch on the Chinese players a bit. Uh, yeah. We talked a bit about uh, Conker and Elkerson. Um, Gian, what about Wu Lei, who's um, their golden boot winner? Yeah, uh, three, last, three years uh, in a row. Three years in a row. When this side's fit, um, <laughs> they're pretty special, aren't they? Oh, well, that, that, look. I mean, with Conker. Conker yeah. tonight showed us... Um, almost, a, you know, I mean, yeah. he's even sharper than Del Piero. Probably. Yeah, he's never played for Argent. He's never played, never been picked for the Argentinian but, national team. But how good was he, and especially in the 90th minute when he struck that ball from about 30 yards out, hit the post? A- absolute um, class. Mm. Just class. For, for me, uh, to have a midfielder like that who can dominate like that, we don't have anyone like that in the in the A League. But there's been a lot of arguing about the fact that we don't have the big name marquees. Conker has never played for Argentina in their, in their national team, right? So he was always a rung below the top, top, top players in Argentina. But he's a, he's, he's a world star, obviously. He gets paid very well in Asia. They're the sort of players that we've got to go after. And even if they're not exactly like that when we first get them, they've got to do it. Like a Fornaroli, yeah, for example. I was going to say, the Fornaroli yeah. example is yeah. the fact that there, are, there must be lots of those guys who... Yeah are never going to play for their national teams and maybe come with a CV like Fornaroli that on the face of it isn't impressive, but you put them in the right environment and they've got gears. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna continue to improve to a point where Fornaroli's having the season that he has. And you can imagine Conker is going to go on and dominate in that league just because he's in the right place, in the right sort of team, and a team built around him. Yep. I think that's really important mm. too. I mean, Fornaroli is the... 
the fulcrum to which yeah. the whole of Melbourne City operate, you know, and Moy. So, yeah, I think there's other guys in South America oh, that yeah. must be suited to coming to Australia. Well, Elkerson hasn't played for Brazil either. No. I mean, there's, 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 at last count, I think there's something like 900 Brazilians playing in foreign leagues. Nine hundred of them who are not even playing in their own league. Carlos, how many of them are playing on beaches? Yeah, <laughs> no, right. they're playing in Fenicum leagues around the world. There's nine hundred of them, so you'd think there's some gems there. And mm. then look, any South American who's hungry, who's it's not a being, hard one. It's a hard one. Uh, any South American on the poverty line over there, who's <laughs> a bit hungry, can play a bit. China's for you. you, you no, Australia's <laughs> for you, and then they can go to China after that <laughs> when they get uh, shopping. No, I was going to say it was a bit, look. It was a very attacking game by both teams and I think that also create, meant that there was a bit of space for, for, for both sides to go forward and again you, you need good technique to pull it off and the, the Shanghai boys certainly had a lot of that they were a little bit unlucky but um, but there's no guarantee to go mm, through out yeah. of this group uh, because Gambra is a good side and Suwon Blue Wings are a great side mm. I mean this is a group of death well for once Victory have got the worst name in their group, <laughs> you know, it's pretty bland, really. The victory. Maybe, you know how you have your, you have your, you your, have your A League yeah. shirt and you have your Asian Champions League shirt because they had all the Chinese writing on the front. They should have a change of name. Yeah, they should because <laughs> like, they've got to go with Blue Wings and yeah, you know. Actually, maybe can we can we have a, uh, another hot topic? <laughs> well, yeah, go on, Carlos. Just, just the don't. last, you know, I know it's pretty late, twenty to twenty to twelve. Just a hot topic. What would be a an apt Melbourne victory? Asian Champions League name, right? So, so it'd be a, Melbourne something else, right? Like, like a, Red a, Dragon, a yeah, oh, something, okay. yeah, something right. like that. I oh, see. So, yeah, no, interesting. Yeah, let's okay. see if anyone's interested in that one. No worries. Nine four oh, zero four <laughs> double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Uh, give us a call uh, or nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Uh, was it just me tonight, or could any of you stop thinking about Nancy Del Olio? <laughs> <laughs> I just tonight, you know, just for yeah, the Goran Eriksson's former girlfriend. That's right. Some yeah. of you don't uh, yeah. don't know. We, All the youngsters. I out remember there. many many years ago we were doing this uh, this show four nights a week here. In yeah, this year, absolutely. And, uh, we had to talk about a lot of yeah, stuff. A lot of salacious stuff. A lot of salacious stuff in there. And uh, yes, yeah, of course, was a bit was, of a love rat back then. Yeah, yeah. Was did Sven in in Australian colloquial terms do the dirty on Nancy? Is that what what it was? Because well, he was engaged to Nancy. Yeah. And he strayed, didn't he? Is well, that, I, I found the passage. Yes, he strayed into the admin area yeah, right. of um, <laughs> the English the FA. Yes, English FA. That's well, with right. the passage of time, Carlos, I felt myself, um, yeah. you know, feeling sorry for Sven tonight for some reason. And uh, he looks. I think uh, back then he put the cue back in the rack. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, Rodrigo, I think no. you're wrong because I heard him quoted. Right. Because he's gone to um, <laughs> Shanghai. And as a 68-year-old, he said he still had ambition. <laughs> now, I, I, I wasn't sure. Now, that's exactly a man with vision. What he was talking about, like mm. the boys immediately thought that you know they've got this three-year plan. Yep. You know, we were talking about it before the season. We can't work out what the third year is because yep. first year is Super League, yep. second year is Asian Champions yep. League. <laughs> and I said, maybe it's the European champions. Yeah. But we can't w- quite work out yeah. how they're going to get in. But Sven, at 68, yeah. he's still got ambition, Rodrigo. Virol. He's and, still and, Virol. And apparently he came away from that whole experience with a, with a love for photocopiers. And, um, <laughs> he's got the biggest private collection of photocopiers in the world. Apparently he's got a, a, a group of concubines <laughs> over there. And the, the geisha photocopy assistants right. are the ones he's uh, really... He brings them uh, in from Japan, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, is that where they're in? <laughs> <laughs> Geishas. 
<laughs> well, let's let's hope no one's listening to that. Well, it's it? a global economy, yeah, Carlos. Exactly right. The world's getting smaller. <laughs> Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If uh, you're happy to see Sven tonight, yeah. uh, give us a call. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Melbourne victory, of course, defeated Shanghai SIPG two one, and uh, Sydney FC lost to Urua Red Diamonds Urua. in Japan uh, two Played properly two nil. I'll Rodrigo. let you do that. Urua. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, hey, uh, look, well, let's take a break now. And uh, but as we go to the break, with thanks to Fox Sports, let's have a listen to Melbourne victory coach Kevin Musket. Well, Kevin, it was edge of the seat stuff. You must be very proud of the side tonight. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's, it's nice to get off to a good start, and uh, you know, I thought we'd perform very well. You know, albeit the way we the way we approach games, that's that's the way uh, it's going to be. Uh, I would have liked to have finished it off. You know, we had you know, two or three you know, clear-cut chances in the second half to finish the game off. Having said that, you know, the, the way we you know send men forward, we're going to be vulnerable to the odd chance as well going the other way. Uh, so I thought it was a good game and uh, just grateful we got off to the got a good start. It was pretty tight in the first half an hour and there was a period where it really opened up in uh, that 10 minutes, probably from 30 minute mark onwards and uh, and that's where uh, the, the first decisive moment of the game uh, happened. Did you expect that to be the case? Because you really took it to them early on. Yeah, and, and, and that was going to be the approach and that was uh, obviously what we've spoken about during the week. Uh, and in that period uh, that you're talking about before, uh, in the first 25, 30 minutes, you know, if we if we could hold onto the ball for the extra pass, and you know the turnovers doesn't allow you to build any momentum and stretching from side to side. Because when we've done that, uh, you know we we cause them some problems. Archie number ten and Jai Ingham's a couple of uh, perhaps selections we didn't expect, especially with uh, Jai. A quick word on him. Yeah, I mean if we don't pick the same eleven every week, uh, it's either a shock or unexpected. But. Uh, you know, like I said, Jai's been um, you know, working ever so hard, waiting for his opportunity. He took his goal very, very well tonight. Uh, and, and actually, I mean, uh, we shouldn't be surprised with what, what he can offer. Um, and he was the calming influence for us, if you like. Uh, you know, put his foot on the ball. And when, when he looks so composed on the ball, it doesn't allow them to press him. You know, they drop off, and that's where, you know, more space occurred for us. Um, so, look, it was a pleasing night. Uh, would have preferred it to be a little bit easier at the end, but uh, please all the same. Argentina's biggest and best supported club, Boca Juniors, were founded in 1905 by an Irishman named Patrick McCarthy and a group of Italian immigrants. The founding members, unable to decide what colours to play in, chose to adopt the national colours of the next ship to sail up the River Plate. The boat was Swedish, hence Boca's strip of blue and yellow. This has been a useless trivia moment by the Four Diegos. Welcome back uh, on a Wednesday night. Coming up after the Diego's, it's all night appetite with uh, Scotty Cooney. Looking forward to that for six hours. Uh, Scott puts it's a good in a shift. Very, very uh, good shift. Big shift there, and uh, looking forward to a big show from Scotty. Hey, um, boys! Uh, of course, Melbourne Victory uh, defeated Shanghai SIPG two one. And why don't uh, you say the full name? Well, well so much you, more impressive. Well, Shanghai International Port Group. Mm. Well, they own the port, the yeah. the team mm. as well. Yeah. So um, that's they pretty much own most of the Australian economy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Melbourne ports are just about to go off. Yeah, for, privatised. Yeah, anyway. well, might, um, <laughs> actually, that could be that could be the third team. Victory's name. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, right. There You'll you see Port Melbourne Sharks in the A <laughs> League very, very soon. Port, yeah. Yeah. Melbourne SIPG. Hey, Euro Red Diamonds defeated Sydney FC two nil. So uh, not a great start for Sydney FC, who have to get on a plane. Yeah, and. Are they coming straight to Melbourne because um, yeah. they, they haven't on. won? They haven't won in five games in Japan, and I reckon Graham Arnold he would have wanted the plane turned around. I mean, going back to Japan, how long did he last? 
after he left Central Coast? Not Six long. months? Yeah, it wasn't long, but uh but you know But he's got good memories. He played he played in Japan quite successfully, but uh yeah. Yeah, it, going going to a place like Japan though is a real test for our A League sides, but a lot of the uh you know, the Asian teams coming to Australia don't seem to have a problem playing. You know, they, they seem to be very, very, very competitive. They don't seem to be too intimidated. I think the only teams that felt intimidated, intimidated was two years ago when they were playing West Sydney Wanderers at Pertec uh, in, yep. the, in the Asian Champions, Champions League run. But I don't think coming to Melbourne has been such a threatening experience. In fact, Michael Zapponi asked uh, Sven Goran Eriksson before the game, you know, you know how how has it been this week that you've been here? Uh, have you adjusted? He goes, yeah, I loved it. It's been fantastic. <laughs> like, you, know, you had the, good the, photocopies. The, yeah, the, of course, yeah, I love the, it. The hotel was fantastic. The weather's been great. The grounds are fantastic. I mean, it, the old Frank. We should bring back the old Frank Eric. He wanted to play his international games in Darwin. Yep. And Alice Springs and yep. these sort of places. And chop up the fields yeah, a bit, yeah, put absolutely. the cricket pitch in the middle. Absolutely. But that would hurt our players more. <laughs> no, no, I think our players would adjust more to that. But, uh, uh, but Once anyway. upon a time, yeah. maybe. We're trying to get uh, Mike McGrath, who's apparently in Kiev at the moment. Of course, uh, Man City take on Dynamo Kiev uh, in the European Champions League um, game. So we're just try- having a bit of trouble with the line. But uh, Warren, uh, what took your fancy overnight? Was it uh, Barcelona oh, defeating I, Arsenal 2-0? You know... If we get Mike on, I'll ask him the question. But Arsenal are going to head out of the Champions League at the round of 16 for the fifth year in a row. And I know I made sort of a flippant comment to Carlos off air saying, what's the point? And he said, well, there's a lot of financial benefits in playing. But, you know, this is sort of like this. It's the Champions League equivalent of mid-table mediocrity (laughs) as far as Arsenal are concerned. But I will say this. In the midst of saying Arsenal will go out, and I don't pay any attention to any any sport even played on the Jersey Island, you know, if it's across the channel. But Barcelona are the best team I've ever seen and they could be the best football sporting team I've ever seen. Well, you can ask Mike the question because all the way from Russia, Kiev, yep, with love, got, uh, Mike McGrath. Mike, from the Sun in the UK, welcome to the Diego's. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, now, well, this is a very quick call tonight, Mike, because we know you've got plenty to do, but Warren's going to ask the first question. I was going to ask Michael... Michael, Mike. <laughs> Two parts to my question. <laughs> I mean, Arsenal will go out for the fifth year in the row at the round of 16. I mean, I know that they make it and it's worth money, but is there a disappointment and frustration there? But in saying that, are Barcelona the best ever football team that you've ever seen? I mean, I must say, I wasn't there last night. I, I went to the City game last year, um, and it was a real, real privilege to watch um Watch Messi that night, and um, and and Neymar played well as well. I think it's you know it's a real good argument to have. Is it the best? Is it the best um, trio ever? You know they talk about uh, Man United. They talk about the Holy Trinity, don't they? Of um, best Charlton and Law. Uh, you know, I think the kind of sheer volume of goals these guys are scoring, you know, makes it a debate worth having. Played the best around, I think, and and is Messi the best the best player himself. So, uh, unfortunately, it was all, all all a bit too much for Arsenal. And to answer the first bit of the question, I think there's real kind of massive disappointment because they you know they did hold them for 70 minutes. Um, I think you know I think Arsenal have been a bit unlucky in terms of the draws that they've had in the last 16. Or well, you know, they've come they've come uh, crop against very good teams. Um, 
and I think you know to answer the question, it probably is good enough for Wenger to just get in, get you know, cash the money um, each year. He's done it for so many consecutive years now, um, and the last five years, and um, it just hasn't seemed that they're getting any closer to being in the latter stages, unfortunately. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, obviously, once Pep Guardiola got, you know, was announced as a Manchester City coach. A lot of people started talking about Messi coming over and joining him there at Man City because they want the marquee players. But why would why would someone like Lionel Messi decide to leave a place like Barcelona when they're playing the way they are? You talk about the Holy Trinity. They're only touching the surface, these guys. They stay together for three years. They will be the three best players probably in the history of the game if they keep on playing the way they are. Uh, there, there wouldn't be any reason for him to leave Barcelona, would there? Yeah, there isn't a re- there, there isn't many reasons to leave. You know that doesn't stop interest from City. It doesn't stop them inquiring about. Him. And you know our information is that they would happily pay if um, if Messi wanted to make that move. I think a lot of things would have had to have happened. Um, you know he had a high profile court case over his finances. If that unsettled him or made him feel like Spain wasn't the place for him, Manchester would gladly take him. Um, you know, a new challenge as well would would be something on offer. You know, whether City City like to think uh, and their players like to think that they're on the path to uh, getting where Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona are. So it would be to be part of that. Um, you know, maybe I'm clutching at straws here for City. Because he's, he, you know, like you say, at the moment he's at the best football uh, club in the world in terms of the way they're playing football, um, and I think it really would take something uh, to get him away from there. Um, not that there isn't any interest. Mike Vinny here. Once upon a time, beating Shrewsbury would have been enough to to have you keep your job. <laughs> but but it, it's a changing world. I'm just wondering, you know, Van Gaal. The, the million-dollar question, when is it going to be answered? Mourinho still doesn't know. Are we closer? Off the record, do we know a little bit more? You know people, Mike. Think, you know, it, <laughs> the, the more this plays out, it, it looks like it's going to happen in the summer. You know, it still, it still looks like Van Hal's going to leave in the summer. I think that the way that they can do it um, is to, if they leave it to the end of the campaign, then, you know, then people seem to be doing it with a bit of dignity rather than um, with 12 games going the season. Um, I, I still, you know, the deal hasn't been done. There's been talks with Mourinho. Um, it's just a case of whether they're, whether they're willing to accept what comes with it for, for two or three seasons, get them back on track and then move on to something else. Um, I still expect, I, I would expect Mourinho to be there, um, but, you know, the, you know, the, the, it's definitely not not a done deal yet. Hey, Mike, uh, we know you're there for the Man City uh, Dynamo Kiev game tonight. Make sure you have a great time. We'll, we'll talk to you about this game uh, next week and your, of your experience in Russia. If you're going to dinner, make sure you order the chicken. Apparently, they do it very nicely <laughs> in Kiev. Cheers, guys. <laughs> All right, there's Mike McGrath from the UK. <laughs> Yes, here we are on a Wednesday night again on Asian Champions League night. Uh, Melbourne victory defeated Shanghai SIPG 2-1. Ingham scored uh, and Barisha did as well. And Wu Lei scored for Shanghai at Amy Park. Ura Red Diamond uh, defeated uh, Sydney FC 2-0.
tonight in the other Champions League game. Um, a minute to go tonight, boys, but uh, a couple of big games this weekend. Melbourne City uh, go to Wellington. Uh, Warren, are you, are you going in the... Early, the, uh, Friday, early Friday afternoon game too. Fantastic. It is an early Friday. Yeah, good. Yeah. So what do you think? I'm uh, not going, but they'll win. Right. And, they'll uh, finish top two, City. Just I'll give you the tip. <laughs> I've looked at their draw. I'll give you the tip. Yeah, six sure. of their last... They lost against games. Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. You're looking They're at their draw? They're going to finish top two. Yep. yep. Six last six games at home. Not missing Harry? Oh, of course we're missing Harry, but he doesn't deserve to be playing. Okay. Wellington are plucky, that. though, Warren. They can be plucky. They're plucky, mm. and they've got a 10 year contract extension. They'll relax. <laughs> they'll relax. <laughs> they'll get cocky now. You don't think they've got something to prove. <laughs> There's a couple of great games this weekend Wanderers, Perth Glory, Adelaide United, Brisbane Raw, Central Coast Mariners, Newcastle Jets, and Melbourne Victory. Um, <laughs> said defeated yeah. Sydney FC. That should be a beauty, especially after two teams have played tonight. That's it for tonight's show. It's been a big show, guys. Thank you for your calls. Thanks for your text as well. So remember, Carlos. We have Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll be there. We'll review Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We'll be there. There are girls with fruit on their hand and balls at their feet. We'll be there. Whoever gringos play football. We'll be there. We are the Fort Diego. Olay.